Welcome to the Alex Bromwich Presents podcast, episode seven. This is the end of our first week and uh, it's been a fantastic journey already over seven days and I can't wait to keep continuing. Before I get into today's topic, which unfortunately is not an interview, I'm very sorry, but I think we're going to be doing that tomorrow, not today. So I'm still hoping it's going to happen and uh, that's going to be really interesting and I'm really excited for the uh, the guests that we're hopefully going to get on the podcast tomorrow. And uh, I think that uh, just wanted to say, please share the podcast if you enjoy it, the YouTube video, if you enjoy that, please uh, give us a shout out, you know, comment, like, you know, subscribe, all these things help us reach more people, help with all the sort of social media algorithms and all that sort of thing and helps the the message get through. And uh, I really hope that I'm delivering value to you. If you feel that I am, please let me know if you feel that I'm not especially please let me know and let me know what you think I could do in order to uh, improve that. Also, special prize for anyone who can uh, tell me in the comments in Facebook or YouTube what the uh, t-shirt is referencing. Uh, Some of you I know already know it because a few of you have seen the t-shirt before, but let me know. So what's the topic for today? I want to talk about leadership. I was planning to talk about this a little bit later in the week but uh, I think because the interview being moved I think now is a really good time to bring it up because it's a really interesting topic. I first became aware of leadership as a sort of a um, uh, an area of study when I did my MBA and when I did that leadership was still probably quite in its infancy. My MBA I started in 2007 I completed it around 2012 because I did it uh, through distance learning part-time studying so it took me quite a while and I also took a year off just to get used to actually living and working in Sweden. It was just too much. I couldn't do the MBA, do my new job and uh, live in a new country all at the same time. It was just too much. So I had to uh, take a bit of time. And when I learned about uh, leadership there, we talked majoritarily around transformational leadership, particularly charismatic leaders, and then also around transactional leadership. And those were really the two models. There was the, uh, you know, get your head down, get it done. You know, the guy who got, got things done was organized. And that was great for driving a company through a certain phase. And then there was the other type, the charismatic leader who would come in, help take the, the horns of the, uh, the company and wrestle it and, you know, point it in the right direction and be a figurehead for the company and allow people to really understand what's happening in the short term. The dichotomy of those, and I'll come back to the dichotomy as a a key word with these things a bit later, was that neither works for all situations of the company. You can't transactionally lead your company through a significant change, and you're unlikely to have your company ready for a significant change if you're a transactional leader because you're comfortable in the day-to-day, you like consistency, change is not what you want in your company. Whereas as a transformational leader, as you've led that transformation and as that transformation is starting to mature, your style of leadership no longer becomes valid. Your style of leadership becomes the antithesis of what the company actually wants. So that dichotomy really leads us into the idea that you have to be more of a situational leader. And that's really the thing that you need to manage between both transformational and transactional leadership. So that was what I learned 10 years ago during my MBA. And uh, that's how they described it. And that was the, the common theory on leadership now. But since then, several other additional topics have emerged from, from leadership. 
and some interesting writing. And there's two books that I would like to reference you to. I don't have them here because I've got them on my Kindle. They're both eBooks and I have the, uh, the Audible books of both as well, which I really recommend because both are read by the authors and read extremely well. The first one I want to talk about is uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. They are two Navy SEALs who, after leaving the SEALs, decided that they should write a book about how the SEALs view leadership and execute leadership on a very detailed level and why it works and how it works. And they also have a consultancy company called Echelon Front, which is based off of that. And they have they and Jocko talks about this extensively in his podcast that comes out almost every week in very long form, comparing different military examples to reality, to the lessons that they write about in Extreme Ownership. And in Extreme Ownership and their follow-up book, The Dichotomy of Leadership, back to that word dichotomy, they talk about it's not okay to go around casting blame on others. Whenever something goes wrong or when a situation needs to change or action needs to be taken, everyone has to take the initiative in order to be the one driving the change. Everyone has to take responsibility individually for the situation that they ended up in as well. It's not okay to be a leader and blame the people who work for you when things go wrong. You're the leader, you have to lead, and therefore you have to take accountability for the situation that you're in. And they say that doing this and behaving like that and consistently behaving it and taking extreme levels of ownership down to the very small micro things that can go wrong starts to have some very interesting psychological effects on the team that you work in. The effect is that everyone feels empowered. Everyone feels protected and everyone feels like they can therefore perform their best because they are not going to end up in trouble if they take risks and things don't work out. They know that they will end up in trouble if they don't take risks and try things out because then they're not trying to push things forward. So that's the model that the... Um, that the Navy tries to run on their leadership, particularly in the SEALs team. And the dichotomy of leadership is back to the same transformational, transactional leadership that there can obviously be a bit, bit too much of this. If you read through um, Jocko's books, he also talks about being in a mode called default aggressive, where he's constantly pushing and constantly working hard. The guy himself wakes up at 4.30 a.m. every morning and he takes a picture of his watch and he posts it on Instagram and then once he's finished working out, which is about an hour later, he takes a picture of his sweat on the floor and shows. And that's his idea of default aggressive. Not that we go around punching people in the face and getting into fights with people, but that we always push. We always push. We always push forward. We're never taking a step back. And it's a really interesting style and it's very inspirational. And he lives what he says. And that's always uh, great to see. And that also links very nicely to the second book that I wanted to talk about, which is Simon Sinek's uh, book around leadership. And the concept that he talks about, uh, the book is called Leaders Eat Last. Sorry, it just dropped out my mind. It just came, came in. He again references the military in the US and the leadership style. In the, in the Marines, the officers eat last in the canteen. They feed their troops first and then they eat second because the troops are the most important asset that the officers have. They have to nurture them and look after them. And that basically then forms the thesis of Simon Sinek's entire book, 
which is that you need to be able to protect those people. You form a circle around them. Always interesting when you talk as tetrapack of protective circles, because obviously our, uh, our motto stamp is a protective circle as well. And that once you do that, they can feel protected. They can feel empowered. They can then adapt very easily to change. They can adjust what, when, when things are needed. They can also support one another because there's no competition inside as well. And he even goes into breaking down, you know, what all the hormonal balances in the human body mean and how this actually helps where we're getting better levels of serotonin rather than dopamine, rather than cortisol, and how that actually influences and helps us map out and understand behavior in organizations. It's a fascinating book. He reads it extremely well and, and talks through it, and I highly recommend it. And, and the, the, the crux of the leadership is that good leadership is about fostering a good culture in your team or in your organization. And you need to have things like mutual accountability. You need to be supportive. You need to be protective over people. You can't hang your guys out to dry in front of others, you know, upstairs, sideways, downstairs, whichever direction, that's just not okay. You have to have their back 100% of the time. You need to nurture people. You need to help them develop and you need to give them good input feedback that they can action on and take take and, and work through and then you need to make sure that everyone understands the value that the team's supposed to be bringing and how that team is supposed to deliver the value to whoever the customer are so those are the key points that i've found about leadership that are key we can do some deep dives into those books if you would uh, like that let me know in the comments what you think and uh, i'll speak to you all tomorrow thanks very much